Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. The sparkling drinks are dandy. You are listening to Phantasm Podcast. Hey, this is Trevor Sternad. Brian is back from the Black Dahlia murder. I'm Gabriel Warrior. Eric Green from Simple Tour. Ross Dolan from Immolation. This is Anthony Michael. We are Gorgasm. This is Metaphone Crater. This is Ernie C. I'm Todd Cowboy. Turns from Suffocation. Phantasm Podcast. Join your host, Corey Gorkrest and Dr. Vincent West for exclusive interviews with the sickest bands in metal and more. Head over to cultofantasm.com. The only gravesite for all things horror and death metal. No filler, all killer. I might fall from a tall building. I might fall a brand new car. Cause I'm the unknown stuntman that made Redford such a star. What the fuck is up, Corey Gorechrist, Phantasm Podcast? With me as always, Dr. Vincent in quarantine uh we've done quite a few of these for you guys doing another linda blair uh special tonight uh here in the social distancing era of phantasm doctor what do we uh decide on courtesy of the 2b app Different stuff, which we'll remain nameless because we know who are things that we're going to do for the most part. But I stumbled across this last night. Don't think I've ever seen this. I saw this. I don't remember it as a kid. It's a movie called Grotesque from 1988. Somewhere between reality and illusion is the nightmare. I've been making my living scary people for a long time. I'm about to stop now. I think I know the difference between what's real and what's not. Horrible Kruger specializes in nightmares. Ah! Horrible Kruger's greatest nightmare is about to begin. Ah! Oh, you already had a big secret up here. Ten miles apart! Jesus. I think there's a room behind here. Get out of here! It's a good possibility that your niece is still alive. I want to be part of this search. There's a party at the Kruger house, and you're invited. Dogs! Starring Linda Blair, of course, um, directed by a guy named uh, Joe Tornator, who was an actor in the 60s, like the late 60s. He was a, he was an uncredited gorilla in like Planet of the Apes. Um, he was also in the 70s Planet of the Apes where he was Zillow in one of the episodes um, and what else was he in he was in uh, the director and he was in he was in Sergeant Salida in an episode of MASH and he was in uh, let's see he was in The Fall Guy he was Beepo in an episode um, he was in TJ Hooker he played a bodyguard in that and of course in this film he is uh, the character of Charlie in this film so he does cameo in this um, as a director, he directed a little movie called The Zebra Force and then that codename Zebra, which I think is also on this app. It's like those Vietnam movies, uh, 
but they're like nice. they're like drug movies too, like about drug dealers and shit. And it's got Mike Lane as uh, where was Carmine something. Um, okay. Got, it's amazing from uh, Rod Stewart's drama. It's amazing. Yep, yeah, and Frankenstein 1970 and shit like that. That was a drug. But he's in this film as well. He plays uh, Frank N. Stein, which I guess references him from when he was in that Frankenstein movie, which is kind of cool. Um, so he's in it, so there's a little bit of camaraderie there. And uh, as far as the film is concerned, also has uh, Tab Hunter, which was in Grease 2 and uh, some other shit. He was also in the Fall Guy. Dude, I want to tell you something. This is this is weird. I know to say this, but Hawaii Five-O, Love Boat. I love the Grease movies. I love the original. Oh, they're great. It's classic stuff. Um, but this movie, because uh, we did do um, Savage Streets also, which was which was great, except for the ending. But it was good. Linda Blair, goodness, and. Yeah, but this one is gang of crazed punkers breaks into a family's vacation home in the mountains and slaughters the entire family except for the one daughter, Linda Blair, who gets away as the gang pursues the girl through the snow. They slowly realize that some kind of murderous creature is chasing them. So, instead of her going full on savage streets, she's got a little help from a little monster. So that's pretty cool. Uh, but yeah. Uh, I've never seen this, so I'm pretty excited to... Uh, Check this one out. And the reference our Monster Dad episode with Alice Cooper, uh, starring Alice Cooper, he wasn't on the episode, he's in the movie. But this is the same bad quality uh, video, too, for this one, kids. This is a. I don't think it's as bad as that one. That one looked like Betamax. This, this one. This one. No, this one looks like a straight up DVD rip. But the DVD was a VHS rip. It doesn't look quite as bad as the. That's the other one. No, it's not as bad as Monster Dog, however, it's pretty bad. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, let's check out some tidbits on this film here. I can get it to go back. So, wait, wait a minute. So, so is it conflicted with this? Is, is, is it 87 or is it 88? I'm, I'm confused. It's 88. It's 88. Okay. 1988. Um, let's see what we got here. Who's the guy that has really good trailers, kids, on YouTube and things, video detective, but he had the year wrong on this, and it's weird because he got some bitchin', bitchin' fucking old-school Hitchcock trailers yeah. on his page. And, don't know that, I'm a huge Hitchcock fan, uh, and I, he just had some really cool stuff. So I was surprised that he had the year wrong on this. He must have fucking had a 12 now when he tried to put this up. Hmm. Okay, hold on. The guy on the screen right there, not with the beard. Yeah, the old guy. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on, hold on. Who is that right there? I have no idea. The guy with the cigar. I have no idea. I'd have to. That motherfucker has been in a bunch of shit. Let me see if I can find him on here. You know, you want to talk about the guy with the cigar? Yep. I believe. That that is Guy Stockwell. He's been in something that I love, and I cannot think of what it is. Let's see. We will pull it up here. He's been in 
a billion things, mostly TV. So that's probably where we're going to go through the TV list so Dr. West can find his, what he's been watching. Let's see. Uh, I'll find a good one here. Let's see. Gunsmoke, he was on two episodes. Awesome. Now you like your westerns. He was on a lot of old westerns. Tales of Wells Fargo. Uh, he was on Lawman. Sword of Zorro. He was on two episodes of The Magical World of Disney. He was Max in two episodes. Uh, Perry Mason. He was in Wagon Train. He was in The Warlord. He played Draco. Uh, let's see. Let's go up a little bit here. He was in the show Lancer on an episode. Bonanza, he was on two episodes. Um, let's see. It's Alive, he was Bob Clayton. Um, let's see. Streets of San Francisco. Fantasy Island, he was Logan on an episode. Amazing. Paul Everett on Chips. Magnum P.I., he was Dick McWilliams. Uh, T.J. Hooker, there's a lot of those on here on this show, uh, on this movie, sorry. Zach Pappas, he was T.J. Hooker. Uh, he was on two episodes of Knight Rider. Amazing. Zachary Sloat and Riggins. Uh, the Fall Guy, another cast member of the Fall Guy on this movie. Uh, he played Fargo and Sherry, Sheriff Billy Wendell. Oh, so fucking awesome. Matt Locke, he was Chief Johnson on an episode. Um... So this is getting up past this film. So now we got Quantum Leap. He was on an episode as Jack Edwards. Jake Edwards, sorry. Uh, Santa Sangre, he was Orgo. Uh, he was on Mur Murder, She Wrote. He was on three episodes of that. And he was a club owner on Columbo. That's all I can find on here. That would be notable in... <clears throat> If that is him, I'm assuming that's who that is. Um, that's amazing. It's pretty bitchin'. Alright, let's see what else we can dig up here. Try to do some trivia here. Let's see. Linda Blair once stated in an interview with Fangoria Magazine that the original title of the film wasn't as exploitive and as associate producer she could have sued to fight the change. But it would have ended up costing her more money than she got out of the whole project. This is interesting. That is interesting. Burger King! Yep, we got a BK. They're waking up with the king. Look, let me just talk. Can I just say something to our listeners out there? Have it your way. Hmm. Let's see... So the last film to feature Luana Patton, I think that's who died at the beginning of the movie. She was one of the first two contract players for Walt Disney Studios. She made her debut in Song of the South. That's insane. Yeah, she had a... She had several more films and TV episodes, retiring from Hollywood completely at the end of 1970, except for a brief cameo in Grotesque. This was her last thing, but I mean, she's been around for fucking ever. I mean, she was a film legend at this point, being in a ton of stuff. So that's that's pretty cool. Um, it is. It's weird. 
And here's the only other piece of trivia I can find right now, but this is interesting. It says at least two of the silver shamrock masks from Halloween 3 are in the den among the collection of special effects. Now what now? Two of the silver shamrock masks from Halloween 3 are in the den among the collection of special effects. So there's a scene... That's got the mask from the film in it. Where they have, a, I guess, a special effects room in here somewhere. Man, that's fucking awesome. It was pretty cool. And we got uh, Donna Wilkes, I guess is who that chick is there. She was Jackie and Jaws 2. I think that's where I recognize her from. That lady there next to Linda. Um, I do remember her. She was, she was the one. Hold on, she's the one. Can I ride on your boat? He's like, yeah. She <laughs> yeah. Mike's boat. Yeah, and she was in T.J. Hooker as well. A lot of people in this film are got their thing from that. Uh, Diane Adler from Different oh, Strokes on an episode. Hey, Gaffey Eddie was in this. You what? I know Gaffey Eddie was in this. The blondie right there. <laughs> Jesus, it looks like the singer. Let's see. Uh, Donna Wilkes was also uh, <laughs> Alice Morrow on Incredible Hulk. Uh, Days of Our Lives, she was on there too. No, 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 no. Okay, hold the second phone. Okay. There's a really big dude with the punk people, okay? He's a really big motherfucker. That guy is in Tango and Cash. The guy with the headphones on? No, hold on, man. Hold on, hold on. I, I haven't seen him again yet. Hold on. The drone guy looks like Gossier on crack. He does. Okay, hold on a second. I will tell you his name. Because I... Ladies and gentlemen, I approve my film nerdness right now. Okay. Not that anybody's challenging it. I'll challenge it just so you can prove it. Okay. No one else can speak up. The big bastard to the left looking into the car window. The guy with the giant jaw. I see him. I'm looking you up right now and tell you his name. Hold on, because I actually love that dude. Uh. There's been some really bad movies. We got another guy, Brad Wilson, because I don't, you know, it's hard to know these guys' names, especially never seen the movie. Um, one of these guys is named Scratch, I'm assuming, and he's been in stuff. It might be the blonde guy, actually, because he looks familiar. Um, another T.J. Hooker cast member, Highway to Heaven. Scorpion. Then he went on to do a little movie called uh, Kazam, a shack. And he was in Good Burger too. He was a scared customer. And Good Burger, that's pretty funny. I wish a lot of these actually had like pictures of the fucking people on here, but there's Nels Van Patten. Rest in peace. This guy died in 2015. This guy is the shit, okay? Oh, yeah, I know exactly who he is. He's the goddamn maniac cop. Yeah, dude. That's fucking Matt Cordell. Cash. 
Yep. He's fucking Matt Cordell. That's fucking amazing. Goddamn Maniac Cop. That's where I've seen Only him. Only got the rest, ladies and gentlemen. That's where I found that big ass dude. He's in a ton of shit. Big. You guys want it? You want it taken care of? Just talk to the doctors. Thank you. Good night. Found the big bastard right away. Knew, knew who he was. But I'm going to look up stuff real quick on him real quick, and I'm sure you're already looking at this with me. So, he's in hot chili. Yeah. Man, he was in Moonlighting, which is crazy. The Night Stalker, he was Chuck Summers. Um, a movie called Hell Hole, which I have on Blu-ray. It's also on the Tubi Three app. Put that out. It's, on, uh, it's on the Tubi app also. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, We're going to do that. We're going to do Hell Hole, kids. He's also in Codename Zebra that... Uh, and he's in Cherry 2000, which is fucking awesome. He was in uh, Joe Torner Tour's other film, Codename Zebra, as well, so that's where he got him from, I guess. Or, or this. I'm telling you, that guy is like the master of B-actors. That guy is the shit. Yeah. Yeah, he's done a ton of stuff. It's an episode of Growing Pains, too. Really? Yep. Oh, no, they didn't. Cherry 2000's out on Blu-ray. I'm about to buy it right now, kids. Amazing. Amazing. I'm not joking. I swear it's, it's, it's on here. Let's see what we Cherry got. 2000 is a criminally fucking underrated fucking movie. It's set in uh, 2017, I think, is the where it's supposed to be, like where the film's at or whatever. You know, made in the 80s, but I'm trying to see who put this out. Kino Lober. Oh hell yeah! I'm buying the hell out of that. It's only 20 bucks. It says... Do some ups of that. He's one of the main people in that movie, too. I'm telling that guy is a second... He, he is a second... B-horror sci-fi movie czar. That guy was the shit. And if you've ever seen Tango and Cash, you will know immediately who I'm talking about. Yep. Or uh, Maniac Cop. I mean... He's, he's the man in the Yeah. He is. You know who else is in uh, Cherry 2000? Fucking Brian James. Of course he is, because Brian James is the fucking hair show. He's fucking Max Jinky, motherfucker. Yeah, he's the shit. He really is the shit. He's the By the way, uh, Blumhouse's Fantasy Island is out. And that's when Taylor Turbo, Dr. West says it rules. Just know that Dr. West gives it his fucking horns. Thank you, Blumhouse. That is my favorite thing you guys have ever done. Aside from the second Black Christmas remake, which is also fucking fantastic, and I love it. That's one I haven't seen yet that I need to watch. Which one? The, like, uh, both of them, really. But Black Christmas, I haven't seen that one yet. Then I'm going to tell you what, they have knocked both of those out of the park as far as I care. Right out of the park. <clears throat> those are both 
Used to be Shaq, now it's Snoop Dogg doing the. You can go to the general waste Corey's time. Anyway. Oh yeah, there we go. We got the old guy here. They're smoking. He does look like George Romero a little bit. Looks kind of like a mix between him and. Are you back on the? Are you back on the film? Toby Hooper. Yeah, I'm trying to get to your scene here because I'm still behind. Let me see. It's like Toby Hooper and. George A. Romero. It's really strange. That's what that guy looks like. Got this bitch smoking. She's smoking. They're eating dinner. Where's the fucking crowbar? Crowbar. 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 There's Linda Blair. Crowbar. Crowbar. Not the band. Crowbar. Crowbar. Talking about actual weapon. Then once this happens, we can... Oh, there it is. All right, unpause. I unpause. Unpause. Okay. Ah, there's one of the Halloween masks. I just saw it. Yep, they got all kinds of shit in here. It's pretty neat. Uh, Looks like one of the many rooms of the doctor in here with all the masks and people's heads and... Yep. We're looking at a Nosferatu poster. We got some. Other, yep, there's one of the Halloween masks, the pumpkin mask. Yep, that's what I want to see. Now, are they out here? Do we need to be looking for all of them? Is that something we need to look for? Or is it just the it one? It said there's at least two. I just saw one. I only saw the pumpkin. I didn't see the other one. But they said there's at least two, which means there's another one somewhere, maybe in another scene. Where they come back to this room, I don't know, but they're supposedly more than that. Big motherfucker. 
Now they're in the kitchen. Is that where you're at? Yes. Dude's looking, big mother's looking through the fucking window. We got some stalking action here. So, oh yeah, here we go. I bet this is just a prank. Maybe. Maybe? Yeah. <laughs> that dude just brought a mask downstairs. What a genius. Oh, George Hooper. Toby Romero. The direction's kind of weird. You know, you got the... It's like a wide angle right here. Like, it's kind of cool, actually. Motherfucker can't even... He put on the full latex for that. That's rad. He had to rip the fucking mask off his face. He's got like a wolfman mask. It's pretty intense. Um... You talking about Lucio Romero? Yeah. Or George Fulci? Yeah, he looks like Fulci a little bit, too. That's hilarious. It's Toby A. Fulci. That's pretty funny. But yeah, I guess we can queue up the uh, Altering the Future. Altering the Future! Thanks, Chuck. We will go to 1988, where this was filmed, and bring you some other movies. We've done it a few times, but not too many, I don't think. And we're going to do it anyway. There's a lot of good ones on here. If it was 87, it would be real bad. Yeah. We really haven't done this much. Um, Done it a few times, but we're going to do it again. So fuck it. I'm just going to go all over the place here. Usually I do the horror. I'm just going to mix it all up here. Got Vampire's Kiss with Nicolas Cage. We got... Sleepaway Camp 2, Unhappy Campers. We got Maniac Cop, which features our boy Robert Zadar as Matt Cordell. Did it the same year with uh, Bruce Campbell and Tom Atkins. Um, on Friday the 13th, uh, Part 7, The New Blood, which just had their anniversary because it came out a few days ago. Um, we got Destroyer. We got Edge of the Axe. We got Nightmare on Elm Street 4, Dream Master. We got Halloween 4, The Revenge of Michael Myers. Um, got Poltergeist 3. We got The Layer of the White Worm, which we almost did. Um, got Return of the Killer Tomatoes. We got Slugs. Hellbound 2, Hellraiser 2. Uh, Dead Ringers. We got Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. We got The Doctor's Favorite Film, The Nest. Um... We got Monkey Shines, uh, Waxwork, which we've done, uh, Critters 2, the main course. Did you just call Monkey Shines and Mookie Shines? Mookie Shines? No, it was Monkey Shines. Uh, Critters 2, the main course. We did Phantasm 2, which of course we've done that one. Uh, Moving with Richard Pryor. Uh, The Blob, which was our first episode, so that's always a shout out. Um... Serpent in the Rainbow, one of Wes Craven's best films. Uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. We're working on something with that. It's going to be a 32nd anniversary this month. Uh, Brain Damage. Uh, Big Top Pee Wee. Night of the Demons. Crocodile Dundee 2. Uh, License to Drive, one of the best comedies ever made. Uh, Dead Heat. Um, Hell Comes to Frogtown. It is. Uh, Hell Comes to Frogtown. Coming to America. Hairspray, Michael Jackson, Moonwalker, 
Midnight Run, Twins, They Live, which we've Midnight done. Midnight Run and Twins are great albums. They are great albums. Bad movies. <laughs> They're great death metal albums. Um, especially Midnight Run, it's good. I like Twins a lot. Um, yeah, They Live, shout out to Mike Smith. Uh, let's see. Got Cocoon, The Return. God, dude. <laughs> we got Casual Sex. That's with Leah Thompson. Uh, that's a good movie. It is good. Uh, Andrew Dice Clay is really funny in that movie. If you guys ever get a chance to watch it. Yep. We got Johnny Be Good. That's uh, Anthony Michael Hall. Uh, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. It's a great movie. Return of the Living Dead Part 2. We got Hobgoblins. Got... Uh... We got Young Guns, one of the best. And we got Red Heat. We got Action Jackson, go Carl Weathers. Fish Called Wanda, uh, Mississippi Burning. The guy who framed Roger Rabbit, Child's Play, uh, The Deadpool with Clint Eastwood, uh, Tequila Sunrise. We got Messenger of Death, Charles Bronson. Uh, Die Hard. They're just all over the place. Usually I just kind of save them all. Uh, we got Akira, one of the best animes ever made. Uh, Pulse, got Uninvited. Akira. And we got, uh, got The Hulk Returns. Got, let's see, if we got anything else. I'm gonna get you, sucker. It's a good one. We got Big, the Tom Hanks movie. The only reason I like that movie is because I got Fred Schwartz. I went there a few times as a kid, and I love that place. It's not there anymore. It's depressing. Uh, Scrooged with Bill Murray, Christmas movie. Um, got Willow. Got My Neighbor Totoro. That's the Studio Ghibli stuff. It's actually really good. Uh, the original Dragon Ball. The New Adventures of Pippi Longstocking. I used to watch that shit. It's really weird. Uh, Deathstalker 3. Got Daffy, Daffy Duck's Quackbusters. I fucking loved that as a kid. That's so good shit. It's so fucking good. Um, we got Caddyshack 2. It's underrated. It's very, it's very good. So good. I still got that DVD that you found for me. and uh, Went to Chattahoochee. Did you like it? It's good, isn't it? Oh, I love it. Wipe my nuts off. Uh, the Naked Gun... We got. Let's see if there's anything else on this. I've done it all over the place. Police Academy Five. Um, yeah, I've done a bunch of the horror stuff already. Just kind of jumped around. Uh, Above the Law, Steven Seagal. Got Rambo Three, Blood Sport, Red Scorpion with Dolph Lundgren. Um. Got Cocktail, Tom Cruise. Love it. Um, see if I'm missing any horror. We got Ghoulies 2. It's a good movie. 976 Evil. It's a good movie. We got Zombie 3. We got The Undertaker with Joe Spinell. I have that movie. I think it was, uh, was it Severin that put that out? Or was it vinegar? No, vinegar. It was vinegar. 
got the Howling Four, we got Ghost House, we got the Brain. Uh, let's see if there's anything else. Witchcraft, the movie Heather's, and Rain Man. It's a big one. Uh, Land Before Time, love it. Grave of the Fireflies, that's another Studio Ghibli movie. It's very depressing. Uh, another anime. Oliver and Company, amazing Disney movie. Um, let's see. I guess I will. I'm going to tell you that the music is actually. I got some good shit from y'all for the music. Let's see if there's anything else. Uh, Last Temptation of Christ. And then the last two. The soundtrack of that movie. The soundtrack is very bizarre. I can't watch the film. The soundtrack's very interesting. It is. I'm not saying I really like it. It's just. I guess the last film I'll mention is Beetlejuice. I do love the Beetlejuice. That'll wrap up the 88 films. No, it was all over the place, but I've done it several times, so I figured make it fun and make it fucking chaotic. That way you guys can try to keep up and uh, have fun with it. So, Okay, you ready? Ready. Well, that's not going to happen. I just fucked it up. <laughs> okay. Now, you're going to hear albums that I don't mention, but I don't care because I do my list the way I want to do my list. <clears throat> so. Just got to have faith. Here we go. Uh, the second album from Poison, Open Up and Say Off. Hairband, yes. Death metal, no. Is it great? Yes, it is. <laughs> um, no Exit from Fate's Warning, <clears throat> which is a great album. Uh, features Frank Aristi, uh on guitar on that. And uh, it wasn't the first thing he did with him, but God, his guitar playing's ridiculous. Um, let's see here. Um, that Reek of Putrefaction, I don't like it. But that came out, Carcass. <clears throat> um, Battalions of Fear from Blind Guardian, which I do like. <clears throat> um, Survive from Nuclear Assault, which is so good. Fuck yeah. Um, Planet Break on Honey from Ministry. I saw that tour. Love it. Uh, How Well Life Tomorrow, I can't even smile today from Suicidal Tendencies. Saw that tour. Uh, Jason Becker and Marty Friedman reunite for Go Off with uh, Cacophony. Odyssey um, from Ingray Malmsteen. Sugar and Turner on Barkers. It's my favorite Ingray album. Hands Down. Uh, excuse me, Hands Down. Uh, I had the sound heaven tonight stuck in my head. It's one of the first songs on that album. So fucking good. So I will say uh, for 88, uh, you'll probably guess them. But three bands put out my favorite records by them this year. Idiot. I will help you with that in a moment. Um, Whenever you get to it. They they're not on my list. But I, I've already got them so sad for you. I already know what they are. Um, so David Lee Roth's Skyscraper, which has guitar playing from Steve Vai. It's his second follow-up to his debut, Eat Him and Smile. It's really, really good. Um, the first album I ever heard from Overkill under the influence and saw that tour of Michael was really good so good um, Hello from Guar uh, Digital Dictator from Vicious Rumors um, that's an underrated Bay Area power metal slash thrash band if you're not familiar with Vicious Rumors they're fantastic 
Um, let's see, Napalm Death, Strum Enslavement, whatever, I don't like that record, but I think there it is. Uh, Eternal Nightmare from Violence, featuring Rob Flint, Killer. Um, Savage Amusement from The Scorpions. I got another ad started. Uh, I got an ad. <clears throat> Sorry, folks. I'm going to hold off on the list a minute, because if I don't, it's going to get all fucked up, so. Not the, the two. Anyway, uh, Eternal Nightmare from Violence. All right, <clears throat> it is. From Van Halen. It's you back. Know, playing on the record's great. It's back it's up. Ballad, back up. Sorry. It's done. It's a quick ad. Okay. There, it's um, the, the quarantine special here. Got to go through I'm the. Playing, are you? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. To be sent uh, up. Savage Amusement from the Scorpions. Uh, my favorite Anthrax record, uh, State of Euphoria. My favorite uh, shit. Let's see. Long Cold Winter from Cinderella. That was going to go to you. But, you know, it's a hairband thing, and I grew up with this stuff. I wasn't thrilled with that record. Uh, Refuge Denied from Sanctuary. It's a fantastic album. It was good. Affection uh, of the late great Royal Dane, uh, who we have on this podcast. He was also a dear friend of mine. So cheers to him. Cheers, buddy. Um, let's see. Jason Becker, Perpetual Burn. It's fantastic. Again, Jason was stricken with a uh, awful disease. Kept him from really being a rock star like he should have been. The guy's an amazing guitarist, and I love it. Uh, no Rest for the Wicked uh, from Ozzy Osbourne. I first time to feature Zach Wilde. Uh, it's a great album. Uh, Remix to Duran Drums, followed over from the Edmund Sun album. I like it. It's my favorite Zach Wild record anyway. Um, Power Metal from Pantera. Um, let's see. Kings of Metal, my second favorite Metal War record. What can I say about that album? It's so good. Um, it's another stabbing. Love that record. It's so good. Um, it's amazing. Uh, Blood, Fire, and Death from Bathory. Um, Ram It Down from Judas Priest, which I actually think is an underrated album. So good. Uh, the debut from Florida's own Crimson Glory, the Transcendence album. Um, so far, so good. So what from Megadeth, which I hate that record, but a lot of people seem to love it. Um, Keeper of the Seven Keys Part Two, which is superior to me than Part One. It's I agree. a fantastic uh, power metal album. It's good. Saw that tour as well. Saw them with Anthrax actually on the Clash of the Titans tour. Um, uh, the That's correct. That is very correct. Um, 
The most important of the three to me are is the probably the Maiden record. It's good. Now I'm finishing my list here. So this is this is where this gets really weird, okay, kids? Because I love the, the remaining stuff on this list are things I still listen to constantly. However, my number one is probably going to surprise you, but um, it, it just it's just the way of the world. So, first of all, Death Leprosy. What a great record. Oh, yeah. I love it. It's a great follow-up record. It's a great sophomore effort. It's fucking fantastic. I love it. Um, it's, all these are number one. All four of these. There's four albums, and they're all necessity owns, and, and that's, that's our first one. So, the second one on my 1988 four, but they're all number one. Um, is going to be a little album that I love and a lot of people are not familiar with this band which is a shame uh, and it's a little band called Pestilence and it's a little album called Malaeus Macfriscutarum however the hell you say that <laughs> which features one of Corey's favorite vocalists um, Martin Van Drunen of Asphyx yep and Martin Van Drunen or something like that anyway <laughs> um, and then these are my, they're my fantasy records, and they're in this order. So, they're all number ones, but this record changed my life. Um, Corner of Punishment for Decadence. So good. It's so ahead of its time. It's so unique sounding, and it still sounds good to this day. Um, and then my number one album of 1988, hands down, is uh, Operation Minecraft from Queensryche. Amazing. To this day, I don't think a band in metal has made such a creative, outstanding, flamboyant, progressive power metal record before that was even a term. Yeah. Um, you've got every every amazing thing of any kind of what someone would want. I saw that tour. I saw them open for Metallica. They blew Metallica off the stage. Um, I have been a fan of this band uh, before this record. Rage for Order was the first Queen's Rec album that, that I got into, Rage for Order. Um, the first one I ever heard was The Warning. Um, and then, of course, I went back and listened to the EP and everything that my uncle had. But uh, I had seen them before I purchased my crown. I saw them on the Rage for Order tour. But... Operation Minecraft is to this day, true story, I brought that album on a date with a girl named Emily McDonald. Hmm. And Emily told me at the end of the date that she was literally, literally, not even remotely even interested in me after we went and watched a movie together. And I brought that album, ironically, on the date without hearing anything off of it other than, uh, I think I was a stranger. And it, maybe it was something I heard one of the earlier. It may have been uh, speak. But anyway, true story. My uncle had to drive us to the mall, to the boat, to pick us up because I wasn't on that type of license. She basically told me I was a loser, and then I literally kicked the front windshield out of my uncle's car. I was <laughs> so mad. It's a true story. I cracked it and kicked it out. He didn't make me pay for it. Didn't hit me or ground me or anything. Kind of he did make me pay for it though. That's a lot of lines to make automotive glass kids. Um, <laughs> it's very expensive. Um, it's outstanding. 
I know this is a death metal, more extreme stuff podcast, but I don't care. That That's still my favorite record of that year. Um, and it's still one of my favorite albums to this day. It's the best thing Queensryche ever did. Everything they did after that was set apart. That album is an absolute five-star masterpiece. And that's music from 1988. Oh, yeah. And there were, uh, just to add to that, if you want, you do, there's a few, uh, if you guys are hip-hop fans, there was a few New York hip-hop albums that I absolutely loved from that year, too, that kind of started a lot of shit. It was, uh, Long Live the Kane by Big Daddy Kane. That's good shit. And The Great Adventures of Slick Rick. It's another one. It's good shit. And then, of course, N.W.A., Straight Outta Compton. It's another good one. Not New York, that's L.A., but honorable hip-hop mentions. Oh, there's the other uh, Halloween mask. The chick's actually wearing it, and she's all nudie on this dude. Yeah, that is it, isn't it? Yep. She should leave the mask on, because she's not attractive. And the, the... Dude is not uh, panning down at the at the boobage. He's just. But yeah, I. That past month's record's way ahead of its time. Um, in some ways, even more so than the Death Leprosy record, I would say, because. Chipper's already. Excuse me, Chipper's already doing amazing shit, but that past month's record is brutal. Yeah. And it's very ahead of its time. Is there trash elements to it? Absolutely. But, it, but as I've said before, um, and actually, hold on a second. I want to add something to that list if it's not on there. Let me check something real quick. Yeah, Martin actually played bass and vocals on that record. Dude, he's so talented, and, and you know. And he also did the you know the bass live too. Um. I think on Consuming, he was also played bass for that record and vocals. On uh, Consuming Impulse. Which now, I think, uh, actually, I think Patrick did the guitar and bass for Consuming Impulse. And Martin just did the vocals. And, uh, you know, the on Malleus, it was Martin who did the bass and he did the bass tracks live and vocals uh, for that for that record could be wrong but I'm pretty sure that was it okay there was something that was not on that list that I have to mention this is honorable mention number five this is also a number one album it's also an essential to anybody's death metal collection it was not shown up on that list but I remember 88 I was like you know what there was something else very special about that year because I started thinking, I started thinking about personal and started, I was like, hold on a minute. The other record that I would like to mention, and it's as important to me as as uh, the Queensryche Operation Mindcrime record, the Pestilence record, Death Leprosy, and Corner's Punishment for Decadence, and this is another just fucking five-star fucking album. Five stars, you know, Punishment's probably four, Pestilence probably three and a half, four, Leprosy's a solid, you know, five. 
But this record is definitely five stars, and that's the debut album from Rigor Mortis. It's still one of the best fucking things I've ever listened to in my life. Um, it's absolutely fucking relentless, and it's really, really good. And it was not showing up in that list. I don't know why, but anyway, it's also from 88. So, Rigor Mortis, Rigor Mortis, it's fantastic. It's so fucking good. Um, and I was really happy that the band a few years ago after my station passed away they still released their last album with him on it they did a, uh, DVD on, that comes with that album that actually um, has the last footage of them recording together as a band and to me that band is so that first album man that thing is still I mean, I have their entire discography upstairs. There's not much to it, but I love that band. Casey York was in and out of Guar, um, but my station, of course, was famous for playing with Ministry, but he never forgot about Rick Mortis. Um, and that first was an artist record, man. Uh, it was produced by the cast from Skinny Crappy, which is weird. Yeah. You know, they were all doing their own thing back then. You know, they were all doing their own shit. But that is a horror fan's delight. If you've never listened to the debut album from Rick Morris, I cannot say enough about my childhood and that album. I was batshit crazy about that record. That record is so fucking good. It's good shit. And um, rest in peace, Bruce Corbett. He was an amazing yeah, man. person. And, and Mike Gatia, man. Those guys, yeah. those guys were pioneers, man. And that stuff gets thrown into the thrash category. Rick Morris is not a thrash band. Rick Morris is a death metal band. Especially, you know, the thematics of it and just they were heavy as balls and I think yeah, a lot of that stuff It's the epitome of like what death metal was and is. And mix them with a fucking, mix them with venom, it's a fucking death metal album. It's exactly what it is. Remember the credit for it? Because there's not that, the 400 mile an hour drums, the guitars and everything. I'm not saying it's just traditional death metal, but it's there. It was very fast gonna, you know, for what it was. People are going to you know? get, people are going to get, you know, when you, when you mention, I, I think those guys were, were groundbreaking. I don't think they realized how much ground they broke. I don't think they ever even saw themselves as that, but they should have. Because they are. When you had some of the albums from death metal bands, you know, you had, like, Bolt Thrower and, and Death doing what they were doing, but when they put out that album, I mean, it was a lot faster than that stuff, and it really was, and that's why I guess they put it as well, thrash. Here's another thing, too. When you grew up in Florida, like, I wasn't listening to Bolt Thrower. I wasn't listening to fucking, you know... I did listen to Candlemas back then. I don't consider them death metal, but I listened to them back then. Crimson Glory, I listened to Queen Drag, but then, you know, the heavier stuff in 88 you know was definitely corner you know yeah. and uh, obviously creator um, I'm just saying as far as like death metal strictly and what they were doing wasn't you know, it wasn't as fast as they got lumped into this thrash thing and they're not and then they got lumped into some kind of industrial thing because Scatia was in ministry and there's nothing industrial about rigor mortis rigor mortis no. is a fucking metal band 
But that's what I was saying was that they got roped into thrash because death metal then wasn't fast like that. So they were like, oh, it must be thrash because it's fast. You know, death metal wasn't then. So that's why they're pioneers. You know. No, it's just they didn't know how to categorize them because they had the thematic and death metal elements. No, I don't think so either. Yeah, and they've always um, more classified themselves that way too. And like I said, I think at the time they didn't really know how to where to put rigor mortis then, and they were pioneers for making faster death metal sound because a lot of bands. Unless you grew up with it, you see these stupid reviews. People, it's a thematic fucking thrash band. Like I, I have nothing against you know the genre per se, as I do the I just pause it. It's yeah. Just went to Alright, you see this. Obviously the grotesque killer guy. There's been some good kills uh since we've been yapping, but it's been it's a very gross movie. Um effects are good. Alright, it's coming back. You're uh, I'm at fifty forty two, so catch up here in a second. Okay, well, I'll pause it then. You can unpause it. Can we tell you when it's at 42? Yes. Okay, hit play. Alright. And play. It's like snow. Yeah. Let's get over that dude. I guess his name is Patrick. He's talking about Santa Claus or some shit. I haven't been talking about film. This film is pretty damn effective. Yeah, it's very quick. You know that this, you know, these guys murdered Linda's family, and then she's out, and he's uh, you know, this Patrick guy, I guess, is slowly killing all these, you know, punk punker, you know, gang member guys, and he just like grabbed this dude's face and turned it into a fucking prune like a minute ago. So I got this fucking guy. It's actually. If, if this was restored, it's actually very pretty, like, as far as actually, like, being shot. It looks cool. Like, there's a lot of really nice landscape to it, especially in this scene. With the winter stuff, and, you know, it looks it's beautifully shot, but, you know, it looks like shit, because it's not restored, so it just looks bad. Um, let me see if I can find where this was shot. Can you just show that check on there with you? Yeah. 
Feeling a little shaky. That hair is so bad. It looks like winter. Thank you. <laughs> Boom. Uh, let's see. It does. Look, that looks like shit. I know. I'm going to pull up where this was filmed here. You have to admit that was a good show. It was pretty good. Didn't. It was filmed in Fawnskin, California. This is Big Bear Lake in San Bernardino National Forest where this scene is, which is pretty nice, actually. It's pretty badass. Old San Bernardino. But yeah, uh, like I said, it looks... The, the actual shooting of the film looks great, but it's not restored, so it looks like garbage. And it looks like an old DVD rip, like a not even remastered DVD rip. Just straight up, just old DVD... And, uh, I like the Linda Blair still in her fucking PJs, basically, is what it looks like. Running around, she's got like this fucking Hillary Clinton romper on. I don't know what the fuck she's wearing. Looks ridiculous. But I wouldn't be caught dead in that snow, that's for sure. Here's the killer dude, Patrick, who was talking about Santa Claus. Don't really know what he was talking about. He's trying to feel up that that chick in the cabin and. He was like, I'm Santa Claus. It's fucking weird, so. No idea what that's about. And I think he's about to rescue, uh, Linda Blair here, who's being choked in the snow. <clears throat> here he comes, fucking fumbling through here. This is just weird. Hell yeah, there you go. And now the dude's being choked out by this Patrick dude, who's the grotesque. Uh, slasher character but somehow is on the side of Linda Blair I guess I don't know why I think he's just trying to protect these women and fucking kill these dudes cause he didn't kill the other chick either who was with the punker guys that killed uh, Linda's family so I don't know this is uh, taking a strange turn but there's a good shot of Big Bear See, they got, like I said, a lot of good shots in this. It's just... It looks like I filmed it with my Motorola Razor in, like, 2014. It just looks bad. It's like 1.3 megapixels, you know. It just looks terrible, so... Upbeat country music playing. Cool. There's the dead mom. That's a nice shot. Jesus Christ. It's very effective. There's another one, the dead sister. I mean, they're just slowly showing the... This guy's all hunky-dory with his upbeat country music. And... Well, which is weird. They're showing flashes of, like, everyone dead in that house. He's about to roll up on him and... Be like, holy Jesus Christ. Yep, there's another dead dead body. It's another dead body. Body. It's also serving as a GP. I'll be right back. The doctor has to uh, drain the main vein. <laughs> it's also, is like, set up like a Jeep commercial right there. Upbeat uh, country music. Here I'm in my fucking Jeep Liberty going up San Bernardino. So he's just, you know, John Denver here is about to find his. This fucking tomb that was his family's uh, little, little cabin here. And they are all dead except for Linda, so my guess is he's going to see this and go find them. But great direction. Like, I love the shots in this film. It's very. Considering this guy hasn't done a whole lot. And he's been more of an actor. I love this. And I love... This is very brutal. Because they keep going back to the shots of the dead family members. Like, one by one. 
it's very effective and they're even using the same exact shots over and over but it's giving you this kind of like sense of like paranoia almost but it's also kind of feels very just I don't know. It's it's fucking brutal and effective the way he's doing it. Cause it's just like, here's your dead dad, here's your dead mom, here's your dead sister, and here's your dead niece. It's just like keeps on flashing to him, and this is pretty crazy. I'm actually gonna put on some dialogue, see if he screams or something here. There's the oh my god! I think I just missed it. Oh, there's another another jeep there. Well, I missed it. He was like, oh my god! And we're gonna see what else maybe. This guy looks like Chuck Norris, this fucking sheriff here. This movie's funded by Jeep, I guess, because there's a lot of them on here. San Bernardino thing, you just head up to the valley with your fucking Jeep Cherokee. You know? Yeehaw! So he's waiting in his John Denver coat in his little cabin there. That one guy looks like fucking Will Ferrell. To the left! <laughs> I know it's not. If you guys are watching this, if you guys are watching this right now, 57 minutes, 8 seconds, it looks like fucking Will Ferrell. It looks like Will Ferrell, like, in 2020. Like, that's what it looks like. It's hilarious. Jesus fucking Christ. So, what was the explanation of the Halloween mask in the film? There's no explanation. It just said they were in it. I mean, I guess they just used them for the film. I don't know why, or... Where the hell did they go? I have no idea. There's no correlation between the films and this. I guess uh, the guy just had the masks, or they borrowed them to, to... I don't know. Maybe they were easy to get then. So they kind of... It's like, we need some effects masks, and we don't really... Obviously, with this film, they don't really have big effects budget, doesn't seem like, so... They probably just borrowed them, you know. But who knows? That's a... That's a story we may be able to get out of somebody. Um... One day, who knows? I like the the cabin. It was a beautiful area, and again, I keep repeating myself, but like I said this is very, a very well done film as far as direct, you know, direction. It looks, the shots are awesome. Like I give props to 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 old Joe for uh, directing this film. It's he did a really good job of it. Um, yeah, it is it is nice. Well, like I said, I would actually like a good print of this. You know, it's it's not a bad movie. It's actually. The pace of it's pretty damn good, and we'll save that for final thoughts. But, but anyway, they must have cleared those bodies out quick because there was like body, 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 body before I even got there, and then like they're all just sitting in the living room where they all died at now. <laughs> it's kind of strange, but a little bit tacky on the police end to uh, do that. The one thing I do want, I've always wanted one of those uh, Sheriff Bomber jackets. Those things are rad. Mainly because of the Halloween films. They always have the, the Haddonfield police, and they're always wearing those fucking green bomber jackets. I've always, I've always wanted one. I've had one watched on eBay for forever, and I'm going to eventually just go ahead and buy it, because I found a, Had, a Haddonfield uh, police department patch on there, too, so... I'm gonna buy it and sew it on that bitch. Just be something cool to wear around, you know. <clears throat> Not as fat when I was whenever I put that on my watch list on eBay like two years ago, so I could probably actually fit in it. So, but they're hard to find. I was hoping just one day at a pawn shop they just had one of those, and no one knew what the fuck it was. Because sometimes they just have the bombers, because people make like shitty remakes of those nowadays. It's like a fashion thing. 
but they don't have like the they don't have like the black collar, like the fuzzy collar around it. That's what I want. Like what that dude's got. He's got the fucking goddamn black fur collar. That's what I want because that's the OG shit. I don't want a fucking hoodie on it or just like a cut off, like no collar on it. A lot of times they don't have shit on there. You gotta have the gotta have the fur, the black fur. Of course, his isn't green. His is one of the black bomber jackets, which are pretty cool too. I mean. Honestly, I'd have either one. Pretty rad. Good old Will Ferrell. It's fucking funny. It looks just like him. It's just fucking like him. You can find anything else out about this film. And it looks like it's going to be winter in no time. Burnt, 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 burnt. Listen, that one dude is, uh, Tab Hunter. I think he's the... Let me ask you a question. Have you ever violently burnt your tongue on food? Because it sucks. I do it all the time. Because as soon as I take it out of the oven, I'm like, I'm going to eat it. And then it's... I'm going to eat it. I'm telling you right now, I have literally probably a third degree burn on my tongue. It's awful. That fucking sucks. Yeah, that's uh, not fun at all. Not fun. Guys, listen at home. If you've ever done that, I'm nursing it with fucking cold water. And then a lot of times what I'll do is go in there and gargle with Listerine. Yeah, that's a good one. And it actually makes it feel better. I don't know why. I guess because it's an antiseptic. Just calm it down. I'm going to go do that right now. Doctor will be right back in 30 seconds. We got another doctor break. <clears throat> the break from the doctor. And they're on the prowl looking for this killer that they're going to be pleasantly surprised. He looks like a melting nutsack. That's uh, what his face looks like. Um, like, seriously, there's like a slimy little, like, piece hanging off of his, his uh, face. And it just looks like straight up just... Melted, melted scrotum. That's what he looks like. Or like the old silly putty. Looks like that. Just the flesh-colored silly putty. If you stuck like a shit ton of it onto someone's face, that's what that Patrick dude looks like. But of course, he's not the one that killed everybody. The you know, the, those punkers are the ones that killed the family. So that's what they're really looking for. And there is Patrick right there. The actually kind of looks like a hemorrhoid. It's just gross. We don't know his story. He's got fucking doo-doo doo stains on his fucking little uh, jumpsuit there. Looks like he's got a wet butt. He just maybe pooed it or something. So he's still on the prowl trying to track down the rest of these punkers before these fucking hicks do. And, uh, you know, they're all... Looks like they're going to be a huge clusterfuck here, and they're probably going to end up killing Patrick if I had to say anything about it. And, uh... That's better. You good? You did some quick surgery there? Dude, I'm telling you. It, okay, here's the thing. They have these amazing casserole dinners now. It's an amazing yeah. casserole dinner. And it's, it's supposed to be, <laughs> like, feed, feed Marvin Ryan. It's just feed Dr. West. Yeah. But you nuke it for 
13 and a half minutes, so you can imagine how hard it is when I put my tongue into it. Yeah. I need to sit it for at least, you know, the same amount of time. Mm-hmm. Oh, you got another dead guy. That's the guy that got choked out. There's Linda, but I don't think Linda's dead. Now, this one's still alive, magically, and here's the other two punkers. Dramatic synth rock music playing is what it says on the subtitle here. And there's Patrick. He's going to take down fucking Blondie, and then this chick is fucking wailing on that motherfucker. That's pretty... That's actually intense. Oh, and then there's gunshots. See, I figured this is like the big culmination here. It's a clusterfuck. Everybody's seeing everybody now. There's the punkers are united with these hicks from the sheriff's department, and then uh, you got Patrick's ugly ass getting shot, and he's just trying to save... Uh... What is the deal with the guy in the blue jumpsuit? <clears throat> I don't know. That's what I was saying. He's just some like monster dude that's trying to randomly kill all these punkers because he, he saved Linda, Linda Blair, and then that other chick that was with the punkers, he was trying to save her too, but I don't know why because she was one of the assailants, so... But here's all these fucking hicks that are coming up here trying to kill whoever. I don't even think they know what the hell's going on, so they're going to try and kill these punkers. I guess so. Even though he's the one that's been protecting Linda. You know, came out of nowhere. These punkers are running around. And they're still chilling. But they shot him down. So they, uh, she's gonna, she's like, I'm gonna make your hair look as bad as mine. I'm gonna make it look like a dog's butt. <laughs> so now they're probably gonna be like, uh, oh, they show we you got him. Is that a mask or is he mutated? He's mutated. But she looks like a, like I said, like melt, like a melted scrotum. And see, now they're gonna kill him. Wait, maybe. Oh yeah, he's gonna get in the wrong uh, hands here. Oh God! It's his papa. Up, oh, they shot him. He literally said "don't" like twice, and there was like, oh, yep, they shot us. They did him a favor. Look at that. He was like "papa." Brr. I guess he. Oh, now we get it. Oh shit! Yeah, they made him a fucking crevice. Yeah. Well, now it looks like a a fucking castrated ball sack. Jesus Christ. That Frankenstein guy is uh, the guy that's been in a lot of uh, this dude's other films. <clears throat> Frankenstein. Uh, Joe Tornatore. He's... Yeah. So I guess he was actually a family member of theirs. I guess long lost, estranged, you know, whatever. And that's why he was protecting her. Not anymore, he just got shot right in the fucking face. Yeah, but it wasn't even just like getting shot in the face. It was like it, it blew the fucking work face off of him. It was nasty. Yeah. Now it's just a fucking hole. I'm gonna tell you what, that was fairly effective. That was gross. Yeah. 
There's a shotgun shot to the face. And I got an ad. You know, we know this. Yeah, I'm on an ad too, so. Actually, mine's starting later for some reason. And I got. Now my ad's starting, so. You need to have your Samsung watch. You need to have your Samsung watch. It's, I don't want a Samsung watch, thanks. I already have one. It's broken. I have this. I don't even understand. It still has the subtitle, even though it's on these ads. <laughs> Pause it. I still have the subtitle from the movie, even though it's on two ads, and it says, Oh, nurse, take him to that room. Oh, nurse, take me to that room. Alright, unpause it... Now. Should be showing a little... I guess that's the sheriff's office. Well, sheriff's... Yeah. Okay. Here's my thing. There's still like 20 minutes of this fucking film left. It feels like it should be over. Well, no, because the punk, the punk people are still alive, so someone's going to go take them down. Because now they're getting away with murder is what they're doing. So, something's going to happen. Yeah, there we go. I think you're a fucking liar. So, uh... There's still some vengeance to be had here, whether it's Linda when she wakes up, or I don't know how they're doing it, but... Hey, can I ask you a question? I know this is probably wrong, but the one guy, not the real Farrell guy there, but the other sheriff guy... Mm-hmm. You know who that looks like? Who? I'm almost positive that that's fucking, uh, the old guy from fucking old school. <laughs> oh, uh, Blue? I swear it is. Let me see. It fucking looks like him. Well, one of them is uncredited. And that is, uh, Robert Zoller. But I don't know if that's who that is, but if it is, he was, a. Uh, property master for Jack's Back and Summer Camp Nightmare and he was in the makeup department he was effects artist for Critters which is pretty rad one of those uh, sheriffs but again it's hard to uh, tell on here Because it doesn't show a lot of their faces, and there's not a whole lot about this film, really, um, as far as all the characters and stuff. So I'm not quite sure what that guy is. I'm guessing that's Robert Zoller. It's the only one listed as a sheriff on here. His name is Bill in the film, but there is no Bill listed under anything. <clears throat> but if so, then he's a. Uh, at least on IMDb, I can probably track it down on something else here. Give me a second. It does look like blue, which is hilarious. Let's see if I can find something on here. Charles Deercop, that's who that is. 
Let's see who he is. Let's see what he was in. He, holy shit. This is insane. <laughs> wow. Did you see him? He, no, he was the killer Santa in uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night. Like the one from the, like the flashback stuff. Not not Robert Brian Wilson. He's the actual killer Santa. Like the, the fucking criminal one. Not, not Robert Brian Wilson. Like, like he does later. That's insane. Uh, he's Flat Nose Curry and Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, which is also. Who is an actor named uh, Patrick Cranshaw? Okay. His first film was uh, Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea, and he was a pilot of the Sea View. He's uncredited for that role. But I think the Silent Night Deadly Night thing's ridiculous. Um, it is. He's also in that Eric Roberts movie Blood Red. He's Cooper. Uh, television ah and uh he's on an episode of Star Trek Wolf in the Fold he's Morla no shit he's he's man that's awesome yep there's that he was in Bonanza he played several characters Shorty Nicholson and Sawyer um and Gunsmoke, Kojak, Mouse and Chips. In Fantasy Island, he was several characters. He was Vinny Avalon and Harry Weasel Forbes in Fantasy Island. And another cast member of The Fall Guy, which I think everybody in this film was in The Fall Guy somewhere, and that was uh, Mac Doyle and Arden from The Fall Guy. Then I'm telling you, it's one of my favorite shows. A lot of these actors are in that show, so even the director. So I guess there's ties to it from they all Peter know each other. Peter not in watching TV because Peter after the real. There was no streaming services. There was yeah. Video stores were new back then. That was a that was something new. That wasn't old, you know. Right. I don't think people realize how much different it is now. You know, I couldn't go to a phone app. There was no phone. We had a phone, but there was no app to it. And if I got caught listening to 900 porno numbers, I got in trouble. <laughs> yeah. And that happened a couple times. I, I, used to, I used to call the porno numbers just to hear the intros to them, and then we'd hang up. But there was seriously, a, there was seriously one called 1-800-ASSHOLE that you could call, and it probably still exists. And, uh... It, 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 the setup for it was just hilarious. It was always different when you called it, but for a while it was the same thing. But it'll be like press one for hot and horny girls, press two for hot guys who do it with guys. You know, it was fucking hilarious. <clears throat> there was Did another. Yes, it was a real sex line. You know, we'd just dial random numbers. We used to do it at summer camp, and we would do it. <laughs> it's, I have no idea. It might still be a number. I haven't tried it in a million years, but I mean, bound guy action. That sounds like my brother. Anyway, um, we used to be at like little, it used to be hot bound guy action. Yeah, 
we used to be at Little League baseball games or we'd be at like summer camp and we'd call those numbers and, and it was fucking funny. I could just hear your deck. Really, did you call the 800 asshole? I'd be like, no. Well, it's cool because eventually I had a straight up prank, like a crank phone, because my mom had this Nokia cell phone. It's one of the old ones that still had the fucking antennas on them and shit. And uh, you know, it looked like a like a beeper. Just there wasn't like all this fancy shit. It was literally you type in numbers and you dial the fucking thing. There was no time time on it. There was nothing. It was just you dial the number. It tells you the number you dialed. That's that's all. That's on the screen. So, uh, the, the service got shut off on it, but you could still call out. So people couldn't call you back. So we would call all this stuff all the time, and nobody could ever call us back. So we'd prank phone call a shit ton of people, and they couldn't be like, Motherfracker, Star 6-9. they call it back and be like, doo doo dee we're sorry. And it's like, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> and I figured it out because my friend had his parents' cell phone, and they tried to call it. And it, it, he could, you know, it did that. It was like, doo doo dee. And it was like, but I can call his phone. So we tried it one day, and I was like, holy shit, we have a prank phone. So we would raise hell every fucking day. We would call people for hours, use, uh, you know, like Full Metal Jacket, Arnold Schwarzenegger soundboards, Howard Stern, all kinds of shit. So we started doing the soundboard thing in the early days of the, you know, the internet where it had stuff to do. And uh, that was a lot of fun. So that's how I put the internet to use when I was younger. I just used a lot of fucking sound boards and prank phone calling people and dialing porn porno uh, hotlines. It's a lot of fun. It's a good, good part. Right, whatever works for you, man. Good part of my youth. I definitely wasn't bored, but I pissed a lot of people off. <laughs> Indeed. I don't know if we missed anything, but I didn't see anybody that punk dude die or anything. I was gonna. Trying to find out who that dude was. But it's cool to know he's been in a ton of shit and he's totally the killer Santa, which is hilarious. I think that's so fucking badass. Now it's kind of... I'll say this movie's dragging a little bit now because I don't even know what the fuck's going on. They're still trying to, I think, bring these assholes to justice, but they need to just go ahead and pick them off because, you know, now it's just kind of dragging a little bit want to see some more some more violence need some more violence this movie really didn't seem that long but it kind of ended like 20 minutes ago by my standards but I don't know about you yeah I mean this movie's not that good but yeah. it's been fun to watch yeah the history of some of these actors in it has been entertaining. I mean, it's definitely... I don't know if people not to watch it. We're not even the final thoughts here. I'm just saying it's it's very... It's just like we're watching a fucking, like, a TV movie. Yeah, it's very TV, and especially the quality. You know, it does seem like a... And, and, and that's not to be confused with a straight-to-video movie. It right. just feels like a TV movie. Yeah, and like I said, a lot of these people are from that Fall Guy show, and I think the director knew all these people from that and brought them to do this film because like pretty much all of them are from the fall guy like or they've done stuff around that like tj hooker and like they're all very you know they're all from there so it's kind of cool to see that and 
a lot of these people were in a lot of TV and like did some really good shit. They got a good they got a good filmography and good repertoire. They're definitely not nobodies, but after this film, a lot of them, you know, pretty much all of them just were, except for Linda Blair, who was really the only like big selling point, you know, for this movie really was Linda Blair, but <clears throat> I guess Tab Hunter too. Um, who had a lot to, you know, a big role in this film. But yeah, and Guy Stockwell, um, that's the guy that looked like uh, George Romero and Lucio Fulci put together. Which is interesting. Which his younger brother is uh, Dean Stockwell. Which that's... Wait, the actor? Yeah. With Blue Velvet. And that's awesome. Beverly Hills Cop 2. That's awesome. It's pretty fucking rad. It's rad, rad, rad. So that guy's been dead, but yeah, that's pretty cool. Where's Tab Hunter, who we've been seeing on here? The one on the phone? Yeah. Is there somebody around the That sounds incredibly familiar to me. I'm looking at it right here. Let's see. He had a 1957 hit record with the song Young Love, which was number one on the Billboard for six weeks. Which is crazy. Yeah. It was a hot seller. Weird. Man, I'm telling you, this print of this looks like shit. <laughs> it does. It's pretty bad. I can't, like, find... Anything like no? Well, like, I, but there's that there, you know, I don't think it's cool to watch something that looks like shit. Not with our technology, I just don't. Oh, yeah. You know. But yeah, he was, uh... I mean, with this app and doing this, it's fun, but I'm just saying that in general, I don't think I'm too good to do it, but I'm saying as far as owning something, if I own something like this, I would take it outside and break it. Yeah. But, uh, Mr. Stewart from Greece too. I mean, that's his most notable thing I can think of. Um. Well, no, I know him from that, and I, I, I just didn't know if he. I guess that's what I'm thinking of him from Greece too. He's done a ton of stuff, like since like the '50s, he's been acting, but it's just stuff I don't know. Ah, he was. Uh, let's see. In the episode "Nips and Tucks" of Charlie's Angels in 1980, he was Bill Maddox. Maybe. So that's pretty cool. Um, I heard the original Charlie's Angels stuff on Blu-ray. That's fucking awesome. Show rules. See Operation Bikini, uh, Ride the Wild Surf, Gunman's Walk, Damn Yankees, Burning Hills, Girlie Left Behind. You been Damn Yankees? That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Nineteen fifty eight musical film. He's a musical guy. Did a lot of Broadway stuff and Warner Brothers gave him a contract, I guess, to sing and do musicals, so he did a lot of that stuff. Um, it's pretty rad though. Yeah, it's cool. Ladies and gentlemen, if you were watching just now it's very quick. It was a Doctor Vincent West ball cut shot. 
a young Gore Christ ball cut shot. Very quick. <laughs> Did you see it? Yeah. You saw his young ball. It was the big ball, yeah. I've been waiting for it's that fucking haircut. Oh, that's right. Now, so was that was the work face guy his kid? Yeah. Because didn't he go like dirty? Yeah, he was like Papa, and then he went. We need to see someone seriously waiting 30 minutes after, like, dude got shot and Linda Blair got rescued, and then they're still fucking... Well, it's footage we shouldn't be seeing. It's just like... Well, they should have cut all the bullshit out where they were, like, setting up how they can, like, put these guys to justice and all this shit. They should have just fucking cut to him fucking finding them himself. Like, this just now is happening. And it's just kind of dragged on when they could have just had this... No, yeah, the trailer for this looked better than the actual film actually is. Yeah. It's kind of like how Mortuary the trailer, is. The trailer for this was fantastically done. And what they show on the trailer is basically what happens in, like, the beginning of the film. With that dude, with, you know, they have that guy with his hood but up. None of this bullshit was even in it. It's like we're watching some kind of bad television show. It really is. Well, now, you know, now at least something, something's like, happening. He let me up and come to my salon. He's just like, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> just, now he's finally doing it's something. Funny, this Tad Hunter guy looks like a fucking Adam West stunt double. <laughs> he does. He does? Yeah. To me, that's what he looks like. He looks like a fucking Adam West stunt double. Unfortunately, he was retarded. What is that? Didn't have the heart to put him away. So my brother Orville and his wife. He's like he fucking he had fucking genital warts on his face. Thank God they were able to help me out. I thank God they were able to help me. Me. Well, he's got him strapped to the bed here. He's just like kind of yelling in their faces. He just needs. To... Oh shit! Well, that's uh different. Okay. So this guy's uh, also hideous looking. He just wore a prosthetic mask. Jesus Christ. Well, that's kind of fun. Still wasn't worth 30 minutes of waiting for that, but that's interesting. I'm just going to choke this bitch out. Nasty is what it is. I guess that makes sense why he had all the masks in his room. There we go. He's got some kind of knife or something. He needs to uh, go ahead and do the deed here. Let's see some more violence. He's literally got him strapped down with fucking uh, seat belts in the bed. Ooh. I guess he cut their face up so they look gross, and now he's just enjoying a smoke and a scotch. They just got like these mangled up faces. Ooh. That's very uh, interesting. I mean, that guy's, the, the main guy's face looks like fucking, some fucking nasty chick I fucks pussy. <laughs> this looks like some fucking warthole that fucking wheelchair fucker port. Now it's like a film within a film thing? What the fuck is going on? Hang on. You think with all the money they spend for these screening rooms, they find somebody to run a projector. I don't understand this. 
Now they're still dragging the movie on with like this parallel thing. Why did you break the projector? There's actual Frankenstein and Wolfman. the picture. I mean, it didn't show us for what we really are. I liked it. You liked it? On a scale of ten, I thought it was perhaps an eight. No, on a scale of one to ten, I could have guessed that it was a two. Let's go in there and show them what monsters are really made of. What is this? It's just turned into fucking like... <laughs> oh. Oh. Jesus fucking Christ. It's, I'm going to tell you what, this movie is just a fucking mess. It's still going. Like, it's not... And now they have, like, the actual cast watching the film, and there's, like, these monsters, like, Frankenstein and Wolfman dudes. And they're just fucking up the cast, you know, like, they're watching their own film, and they have, like, this stupid... This is insane. Like, I don't... Not in a good way. This is just fucking dumb. Like, I don't know... I did not expect the last two endings. This had like like Lord of the Rings. It had like three endings to it, and they're all fucking unnecessary. That was... Alright, final thoughts right now. And of course, Mortuary would be next on here, which is another film that had a great trailer, and the movie's not good. Because I just mentioned Mortuary. It's really weird, but... uh yeah, final thoughts, obituary, do your thing. Alright, final thoughts, doctor. Uh, <laughs> it started out, I liked the first probably like 40 minutes of that film. Yeah, it, it ended in 40 minutes. It was like, done, it was done. And Linda Blair's like not even in it, you know. She gets choked out and then she's done. So like, I said the first forty minutes were great, and the you know they were pretty good. And then it gets to the part where it shows all the bodies. I think the direction was very uh, effective, and they had some pretty nice shots in there. Uh, but yeah, but the then they just lost me after. You know, they shot the, the Patrick or whatever, like the son. He was like, Pepper, and they shot him, and the punkers got away. And then they just did this whole, like, they turned it into some, like, 70s cop show where it was really strange and bad. And then. It was very bad. Linda Blair wasn't in the rest of the film from that point, and then. I mean, she wasn't really in it much anyway. And, uh. Yeah, and then, and then they waited 30 more minutes to reveal that the dad was actually also looked like genital herpes. And, uh, you know, that was interesting, but it wasn't worth 30 minutes of slow setup that it did. And they didn't even show him cutting those people, you know, the punkers' faces, and then they just, they're, they're grotesque too, and he's just sitting there smoking and fucking drinking and reading the paper. And then when you think the film's finally over... It cuts to, like, this bullshit where it's like a a film within a film where 
there was like an actual Wolfman and Frankenstein, and they were like the projectionists of the film, like showing the cast of the movie. Yeah, I don't, I don't get, I don't like that just made it just completely fucking stupid. But I guess what you can say about the last two Linda Blair films we've watched, uh, they start out decent and then they just fuck the entire last thirty minutes of the film up, where it just makes no sense. Because when we watched Savage Streets, when we watched Savage Streets, it was good up until the end, and then they just completely just just took a fucking giant crap, giant crap. I just don't understand like what, like where. Like, they just don't know how to write an ending for these films? Like, I don't know. It's very weird. It's extremely weird, and it doesn't make any sense. I wouldn't even rate this film. I wouldn't even give it a two, because I'd give a lot of shitty films, too, that I would still watch over this. Um, I would say watch it. Like I said, I'm giving it a two, because I thought the makeup was good. No, it's got um, it's got some things to it that make it... Yeah, and to see all the similarities between the cast and their relation with the director. And but the movie, I'm going to be honest with you, though. I will say this, man. It's better than some of the stuff I've bought. I mean, yeah. that, that fucking Splatter University is one of the biggest pieces of shit I've ever watched. Oh, what a fucking turd. I mean, that movie is fucking awful. And, I, and that's a shame, because that's a fucking trauma thing, and it's fucking awful. Yeah. And that movie looked like dog shit, too. It looked like this print, really. It's like they didn't even restore it. They just stuck it on a Blu-ray disc. Vinegar Syndrome should have been smacked in the face for putting that out. It was just awful looking. But, so, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I thought Grotesque was better than Standard University, so it's, it actually wasn't, I mean... Yeah, it, ha- it was entertaining. I didn't tire free, you know? <laughs> yeah. It, it was entertaining for a little bit, and then it just kind of yeah, dragged. No, it's not. Is it good? No, it's not. But, but like I said, I give it a two. Yeah. I would say watch it at least once, just just to just to see how ridiculous this film becomes. Yeah, especially the end. It just you just it just loses me after that. After dude comes and finds his, his family's bodies. Then after that, it just goes off the rails. It just doesn't, doesn't make any sense when they they kill Patrick. Yeah, so you, that film could have been 60 minutes long and it would have been fine. Yeah. 70 minutes. It did, did not need to be an hour and 33 minutes at all because it, it, it was done after, like, you know, 45, 50 minutes. It was 70 done. minutes. Yeah, it was done way before that. And 70 minutes, hour and 10 minutes. It, it was, was done. It was dragged and turned into some weird fucking parallel, like, this. Bad cop shit, and then it turned into some like wonky, like Halloween special, like thing at the very end. It was just like, what is this? And so, I mean, and that doesn't make any sense, but people think it's even weirder. But but yeah, good special effects. Uh, had some raunchiness. Had some great kills in it. Had some, you know, uh, great actors in it. Great like legendary actors and personalities, TV personalities. So a lot of good cast to it. Um, didn't hear the music, but apparently by the subtitles there was some. Uh, upbeat country music and there was a synth synth like heavy synth rock or something so that was pretty cool whatever um yeah recommend no but i think if you're doing the 2b stuff like we've been doing and you're in quarantine still um 
I'd give it a watch. At least watch it with us on this episode. Uh, or watch in your spare time and just see how weird a movie can get towards the end and how they prolong a film. Like, <laughs> I guess they ran out of ideas. Uh, would you like to know? Do you think our audience would like to know what I'm watching right now? What are you watching right now? I'm going to do a run out of it, because when I watched it earlier today, I seriously about pissed my pants. Okay, you ready? Yeah. I don't know how well you know this movie, and I'm going to move the phone away from my mouth so I can do it right. Are you ready? Yeah. Here she comes to wreck the day! Oh, that's fucking liar, liar. Mr. Reed, if you don't get it under control... Liar, liar. It's weird. I watched Ace Ventura. I watched uh, Liar Liar like at least a week ago, and I watched Ace Ventura last night because I hadn't seen that in forever. Liar Liar is still my still my favorite because I can I can quote that movie. It's fucking great. Ace Ventura is my favorite, but I'm gonna tell you what. Let me tell you what ruins this film. Let's talk about. I know you're probably thinking, God, what did I turn into? But here you go. Do you know what ruins this movie for me? I can't stand that little kid in this. I want to punch him in the face. Oh, yeah. Hey. Yeah, he's a butt. Jim Carrey's great in it. It's mostly improv that he does in that film. It's all just his craziness. Dude, this was, this was like the second biggest film he did. I mean, this was... I mean, he did Ace Ventura and just blew up and then he did this. Yep. That's a perfect film. He pretty much had creative control, just kind of ran with the character. And he's insane. And Man, who, the little kid in this and the, the ex-wife, I want to punch them both in the face. Yeah, they're both dicks to him, because they're like, you have a regular job, and you, you you don't spend time with your son. It's like, well, he's caught up at work, and they make him feel like shit about it. Even though he did blow off his uh, birthday party so he can get laid, but it's like, who wouldn't have done that, you know? But, I mean, are you with me that this kid's just a fucking troll? He is a troll, and so is that ex-wife. But it's funny that part where he was like, uh, like right when that wish comes true and he's not telling the truth or whatever. Hey, he, you know what he looks like? This kid looks like a monkey. He literally looks <laughs> like a fucking orangutan. I had that bowl that he had, though. That's how extreme my bowl was. I had that 90s bowl around the same time yeah, I fell. I mean, this kid's ugly. He looks like a fucking, he looks like a fucking orangutan. I'm telling you, <laughs> this kid ruins this movie. <laughs> There's a part where he's like, uh, she's like, so you... Yeah. The, the woman in it is not attractive. She looks like she's old enough to be his mom. Yeah. Like Jim Carrey's mom. It's all Mara Tierney. Um, who's also, she's in a, a semi-pro. God, that is her. God, she looks awful. She looks better in semi-pro than she does in that film. She looks younger somehow in semi-pro. I guess her hair and she does makeup or something, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, the one of my favorite lines since she was like so you were you really weren't caught up at work on his birthday he's like no she's like what were you doing he was like having sex that's <laughs> fucking funny <laughs> for Jim Carrey it's worth it like everything he says in that movie is fucking perfect there's not a a line he says that isn't funny that's hard to do you know for a lot of people but that, that for that I movie I was watching an interview with him and apparently he hated this little kid too apparently that little kid was a little rat turd <laughs> Probably doesn't do shit now. What? I'm gonna look that little kid up right now while we're still recording. Jesus Christ, I just found a picture of him. Do you want me to send it to you? Because it's terrifying. It's the one where he's eating a nutter butter? Oh, it's worse than that. Can I send you this? 
There's one where it looks like he, he works in sports medicine. That's not even the right person, I don't think. No, but I did find him. Let me send this to you right now. Hold on. Kids, you got to just bear with me a second because this is... I know we went off the rails here, but this is actually pretty fucked up. This one, it says... I found his Twitter, and it's him eating a Nutter hold Butter. On, hold on, hold on. <clears throat> don't do anything. Just let me send you this. There's a picture of him eating a Nutter Butter. Dude, this is seriously going to terrify you, and you can tell it's him. This one doesn't even look like him. This looks like fucking... Ugh, that's fucking weird. It says, well, I just sent you him, and it's really him. It said, former actor, current executive producer on Fox Sports Radio. Lakers, Angels, and Broncos fan. That's fucking weird. No, look at what I sent you, because that's him. Jesus Christ. That's him. That's not the one I saw. Good God. That's him. Look at the photo of him little and look at that. It's a little bit scary. He's like a goddamn football player. That might not... Oh, is that the same dude? That's him. <clears throat> Let me see. That's him. Uh, that's fucking weird. So there's all these... I still want to punch him. I still want to punch him in the face. Let me see. I'm telling you, that's him. Oh, I'm just reading about it, because it's funny. Let's see. God. He looks like shit in this other one, too. That's so weird. Well, the one I'm looking at, he looks like he's on fucking Roy's, the one I sent you. He works as a producer for Ben Mahler's show on Fox Sports Radio, staying strictly off-camera. Leads a pretty low-key profile on social media, tweeting mostly about sports. Yeah, he looks crazy there, but he's let himself go. Because if you look at this picture of him on Twitter, which he's active on, he doesn't look like that. He just looks like a fucking... He looks like a, <laughs> like a fat slob now. <laughs> so that little glory shot must have been taken a while ago. Because here's what... Because <laughs> he actually... Are you sending me a picture? Yeah, because it's funny. I mean, that must be, that must be him now, and this was him then. Because like, there's all different pictures of him. It's fucking weird. He's like a goddamn ghost. I don't get it. Cause this this looks like him like when he like years ago or something. There's no way he looks like this now compared to that. Let's see when that Twitter Did was. You send me a picture. I'm about to. I'm trying to find when this. Oh. If you guys are here just not tuning in, we're looking at the hideous photos of the kid that was in Liar Liar. Now this is from May, like two days ago, and he still got that profile picture, so. This must be what he looks like now, but I don't know how he went from looking like he was a 36-year-old fucking football player to looking like a 15-year-old, like, fat kid, so, I don't know. It's very strange. Are you sending me the picture? Yeah, it's right here. It just looks fucking weird. Just text it to me. What are you sending it to? I did send it to you. I don't have anything from you. Okay, now, dude. Oh, God. Yeah, that's like... That's like a current picture. It's fucking weird. He looks like somebody that come up to you and tell him it's good to see you out. Yeah, it really does. Wait, then that means that other picture that I sent you is fucking fake. Yeah, I think so. 
But I looked it up, and that was actually on, like, a real thing. But I don't know. There's no way he looked like that, and now that's what he looks like. Because that's a current picture from his Twitter account. He looks like this, some fucking Broncos dork eating fucking Nutter Butters. It's weird. Yeah. It's very strange. I bet we can get him on the, the podcast, so that will actually be kind of funny. Like, so what do you really look like? Do you look like a football player, or do you look like a, a, a fucking nerd? It's like, you serve like a fucking orangutan like you did in that thing. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, because I just want to, just for disclosure, how many times did Jim Carrey just want to walk up and just fucking hit you with a bat? <laughs> I'm Jose Conseco. That's kind of funny. But yeah, uh, the film was weird. I'm telling you, this kid ruined this fucking film. I'm telling you, the same thing, because Jim's watched this movie, too. But the, the, I'm telling you, it, it's not Jim Carrey, it's, it's the little bastard kid <laughs> and, the fucking, and that fucking hag of a woman. Yeah. Yeah, she is a hag in that movie. I like Carrie. Oh, she's wearing granny panties through this entire film. Yeah. Yeah, and she's got these fucking, like, no bra and, like, these fucking banana boobs hanging out. It's like, ugh. Don't want to see that shit. I think Car- Carrie always is annoying, too, in that film. I mean, he's funny, but you still want to fucking kick him in his nads. Who? Carrie Always' character. Um, the fuck's his name in that movie? Uh, oh, the guy from Yeah. Um, God, what's his fucking name in that? Oh, Jerry. Yeah. Plays Jerry, the, the stepdad. Or the boy, he's really just the boyfriend in the movie. He's not a, a stepdad, because they're not married, but... Yeah. It's funny how he makes fun of him in it, Jim Carrey does, but... He's such, like, a fucking anus in that movie. <laughs> but Jim Carrey's worth the whole thing, but we're getting on a thing here. We're, we're going about over as this movie did with the endings, but... Uh, it's been it's been fun. You know, we could have talked about this, then even watched the ending to that because that movie was so dumb at the end. But yeah. Yep, it was Justin Cooper, and he is he is a. <laughs> yep. But we hope you guys enjoyed and check out some of our other episodes and our interviews. We've got Captain Ryder, Ryder, just like your football team sucks. <laughs> got uh, <laughs> uh, more interviews to come, and hopefully we got some stuff in the works, and we'll see about that. People get on the ball with answering us, and uh, we'll we'll get back to you on that. But we have plenty of stuff coming and plenty of stuff up, so check it out. Thank you. Uh, Download the Tubi app, follow along with our other episodes we have up, follow along on this one. If you haven't already, go back and start this bitch over and and do it again so you can see how ridiculous this film becomes. Uh, But yeah, thank you guys for your support, and stay fucking gory, and stay fucking horny. (laughs) 